Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the opening drive on 101 ESPN. It is Wednesday and it is the baseball season. And that means it's time for Wednesdays with Wayno. Our friend, the Cardinal right-hander Adam Wainwright, who is the founder of Big League Impact, is with us. Good morning, Adam. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Thank you. I got my little helper here. Stay safe with me. <laughs> That's great to hear. So you are starting in Springfield actually this morning on a rehab start. Uh, tell us about your day here, how everything is going to go with you starting in Springfield. Got a little uh, got a little city butcher barbecue in my belly. Um, and uh, excited to – hey, let me – you got to let me do that. <laughs> uh, excited to uh, – Excited to get back out there and pitch on the mound in a real game, and and uh, you know that uh, that just is something that will never get old to me. You know, I love competing. I love going out and playing baseball and pitching and making pitches and thinking through hitters and what they're expecting and trying to defeat that. Like I love that stuff, man. I love that uh, that that facet of baseball. It's just it's just hard to beat and hard to get anywhere else in the world for me. You know, it's. Um, that's the thing I'm gonna. That's the hardest thing I'm gonna have a hard time filling that void when I'm done playing baseball. Is is that competitive um, drive and try to to beat the hitter? I, I, I'm gonna have to take up tennis or something, Randy. It's just gonna have to happen. <laughs> Adam, a few years ago, I was talking to Carp, and Carp was playing a lot of golf at the time, and I said, "So is that how you fill your competitive void? Is is that how you're you're quenching this thirst?" And you know, Chris, he he. he pauses and he looks down and he says dude you got to remember i was pitching in the world series and and <laughs> it, it seems like it would be almost impossible to fill that void it'll be tough it'll be tough but i plan on i plan on doing something at at a level that you know if, even if it's just like you know my tennis championship or golf championship or pickleball championship mm-hmm. it's going to have to be something man it's going to have to be something to to fill that up but but uh, i know one thing these these kids i'm trying to wrangle here this is uh that's going to keep me a full-time job i know that <laughs> adam you talked about being ready a couple of nights ago you made a heck of a play with your hat uh and kind of waved to the crowd giving them uh you know thanks for for acknowledging you uh how, how ready are you uh to get out there and, and really get after it i know you love fielding and you love all aspects of the game not just pitching uh so how, how excited is it to just you know get back started that that may have been a fake um <laughs> at, admiring the crowd that that might have been a fake thing they, they they may not have been on their feet giving me the ovation yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know if even I the person next to you noticed that you caught the ball I, I... <laughs> I, I don't think they did yeah that that was uh i got a text when i got in from the game from my brother-in-law he was like hey nice catch i'm like oh man they, somebody did see it you know um but uh uncle jay but um, yeah, that was fun, man. I'm, I'm, I am, uh, I'm really looking forward to get back out there and catching real ground balls. So, uh, I took some PFPs yesterday and uh, two days ago, and and uh, just 
you know, exciting, man. My body's feeling great. You know, I'm looking looking forward to getting back out there. Bueno, I like the commentary in the background, too. It really helps paint the picture. But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, I'm sure you like hearing this, and it never gets old, but it looks like your prediction's right. The starting pitching is trending in the right direction, especially Monday. We were all talking about how impressed we were with Jack Flaherty's start. What did you think of that? And also, we saw the frustration and fire from him when he was pulled. You've been in that situation before where you wanted to stay in the game as long as possible. Can you explain what that feeling is like? Yeah, and it's hard to just turn off, you know. So, like, you, you, you've built your whole week up to, to this one moment where you get to go out and pitch and compete. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you have a guy out on the mound that loves being taken out, he's probably not that good a pitcher, honestly. Mm. You know, if you have a guy out there that, that, that can't wait for the manager to get out there, he doesn't have that fiery competitive edge that you need to be great at this game. And Jack is obviously very fiery and competitive and, and loves being out there. But we're getting to that point of the season where, you know, you want to see your pitch count stretched a little bit more maybe. You know, you, you, uh, your, your manager is still sort of playing it kind of safe because it's April. But uh, And I talked to Ollie and Dusty about this after the moment because, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you're just – you can't believe – that uh, you're coming out of the game because you're feeling so good. And Jack was cruising, man. He was cruising, cruising, cruising. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gave up a home run and a double and, and, and a walk. But, you know, I think he was um, he was kind of surprised that we had somebody warming up to start that inning. And then I talked to Ollie about it. And listen, here's the, here's the fact of the matter. And I think they'll make an adjustment because the game is almost too quick now. I really believe that. I think fans are – are kind of wanting more, honestly, when they leave sometimes. You know, it takes almost longer to get into the stadium than it does to play the game at this point. But it takes no time at all between batters now. So innings are, on average, about two minutes shorter. So before, when you when you send a pitcher out later in the game, maybe sixth, seventh, eighth innings, you could kind of play that by ear. All right, we're going to go batter to batter. We'll have somebody warming up. You know, if somebody gets on or somebody hits an extra base hit or a home run or something, then, then we can get so-and-so up really quick. But now there's no time to do that. So you have to have somebody kind of ready uh, and waiting for that moment when it happens. You know, it, it just there's not time. Like, Dusty gets 30 seconds to go out to the mound and, you know, check on a hitter or a pitcher, I mean. And uh, it's just not enough time to warm up somebody and helpfully get them into the game So and safely get them into the game. So um, there's so much more uh, learning curve here, and there's so much more – new facet to the game that that Ollie's having to manage through and Dusty's having to 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 manage and and now pitchers now 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 we we know that and so you know I think I think is somebody warming up for man I got 80 pitches I'm cruising I haven't given up a run since the first inning I've been going great I've only given up two or three hits you know and he was feeling great and he was looking great he's getting total command and like you said our rotation and, and pitching staff has been doing a lot better job which was just a matter of time. I mean, all the metrics point that way. You know, there's a lot of really dinky hits early in those couple of series um, that, that you know, it's hard to explain why all those dropped in. I mean, that Toronto series is unbelievable. But now with the time change and all that, it's just something that pitchers are going to have to consider and know that, hey, managers have to be prepared, man. They can't get caught with their 
with their with their shoes untied. They got to be ready out there and and uh, prepared for any for any situation. Hey Adam, it's been tough for Jack with the injuries, and he was. People tend to forget how awesome he was before the oblique injury in LA in 2021. He led the league in wins, and then I think for a couple weeks after that, maybe three weeks, he was still leading the league in wins. So he was pitching great then. How close, from what you've observed, is Jack Flaherty to being back? Yeah, 2021. I mean, I finished 17 and what 17 and seven with just over a three. I felt like I was doing pretty good. Well, Jack would have had like you know 27 wins that year. He was. He was uh, when when he went out. He was like nine and one, I think, right? Or nine and two, nine and one, nine and two, with like a with like a low two ERA, uh, and he was cruising, and he was in L.A. and he was pitching great, and then all of a sudden his oblique went out on. But um, that was the Jack from nineteen that we remember from that second half of nineteen. You know, that was him. We, he was back. He was he was doing those kinds of Jack Flaherty things. He's he's uh, supremely talented. He's a great pitcher. He's got the the right mindset when he's out there to be great, uh, which is not something that everybody has. Yeah, everybody doesn't have that number one that mindset. Uh, Jack's got that number one mindset, and so now we just got to we just got to give him the ball thirty two times this year, thirty three times, and, and uh, great things are going to happen because he's got his he's got some great stuff working again. He's 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 commanding the ball again. Those last two starts, he's really commanded the ball really well. Um, and the first two times, I think some of the most impressive pitching I've ever seen. You walk 13 guys in 10 innings and give up two runs. That's kind of amazing, actually. Um, but he has an ability to not give up a whole lot of runs usually, and so uh, that's a great that's a great attribute for a pitcher, obviously. <laughs> he's, so. he's got that. <laughs> Adam, we know as athletes, the the season every year you got a different team, you got different players on the roster. I was wondering, how is it for you without having Yachty there, uh, as, as he's been there so many years with you? How has this season been so far without him being there in there with you? Well, it's a little different, you know, just not being able to look over there and see my old, you know, trusty pair of shoes sitting over there <laughs> that that I've been with forever. And um, you know, you miss your buddy more than anything. I just miss, you know, seeing his smiling face around every now and then, but. Uh, I think I think from a from a catching standpoint, Wilson's doing a good job, but there's just no replacing Yadier Molina. I mean, and I think uh, I think as the years go on here, I think Wilson's going to really settle in. Um, I, we love having him in the clubhouse. We love having him as a teammate. He is such a fiery dude, man. He wants to I win bad, yeah. and he's a World Series champion. You know, so um, he's going to help this team, and and uh, we can't wait to to pitch to to Wilson going forward. He, it's just, you know, with me, I have so much history with Yachty. Yachty's always going to be my catcher, you know. Mm. He's always going to be my catcher. Um, but I look forward to having this season with Wilson and having him be my catcher this year, you know. Do you expect any text from Yachty after a start asking you uh, why you threw a certain pitch or why you didn't throw a certain pitch? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. I got a text from the other day and – uh He's been busy coaching kids in Puerto Rico, but I got a text from the other day that said, I'll be watching, you know, and, and I know he will. And, and he'll be, which all that means is he'll be judging, you know. <laughs> Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN, and we're going to talk about Big League Impact before we, uh, we, we stop talking today. But Adam... I, I wanted to ask you about some of the comments Doug Armstrong made about the Blues. I don't know if you saw them, but he said he's he's trying to figure out what makes young athletes tick. Here you are. You're, you're a guy that is intensely competitive, and you want to be there, and you want to compete every day. Are you seeing a difference in young athletes? And if so, how do you how do you deal with the difference in young athletes? 
Say that again. Am I seeing what? Uh, just a difference in their level of competitiveness, their level of desire to, to be. You mentioned that Jack has the mindset. It seems like there are other guys, especially younger ones, that just don't necessarily have that mindset to, to go out and be great on a regular basis or all the time. Well, I don't. I mean, listen, I think the world has changed a bit since when I was coming up. You know, you the last thing. The last thing sports needs is a dinosaur like me telling everybody that it, you know it ain't like it once was. I, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. You know, um, the the mindsets changed from from everyone, from front offices, not just athletes, from off, front offices and how they deal with with players also. So uh, it's not just a player thing. It's it's uh, it's a league wide, sport wide, you know, nationwide, worldwide thing that's changed. You know, and and. Uh, and how we deal with athletes. Even, you know, from when I was coming up, from when Ryan was coming up, it was totally different. Nolan Ryan threw 200 pitches in games, you know. He threw, he threw 40, pitch, 40 starts a year, and, and, you know, Bob Gibson threw 28 complete games in one year. I mean, like, they would never, ever in the world let me do that. Even mm-hmm. if I had 90 pitches through eight innings every single time, they would not let me do that. You know, that would just not happen. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's changed a bit. With how they do, with how they, they, they how they manage athletes, but you know, with that, I mean, just sorry, let's compare that from a pitching standpoint. Now, as players, because I can't speak into the hockey world, uh, Randy, I just don't, I don't have the 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 know how and the expertise to speak into something like that without, you know, I just don't have the experience. Understood. I can speak into baseball and I can speak into pitching, and I can speak into young athletes in that regard. And nowadays, um, I think it's a mindset thing. So uh, a starting pitcher coming out of double A might think that he's just nailed it when he went five innings. You know what I mean? Mm. The, 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 not maybe not the coaching staff, but probably the coaching staff and the front office is telling him, you know, give me everything you got for as long as you can go four or five innings. But as soon as your stuff starts to fail, then we're going to take you out and put in, you know, four different relievers or maybe a, a piggyback you with somebody else. When I was coming up, it was uh, it was about you know finding your way through those struggles. Once your stuff starts to fade, uh, make adjustments, continue to pitch, figure out ways to get out, no matter what you're working with that day. Um, and and I don't know if that's the same way as it once was. Also, guys were throwing 95 to 100 miles an hour now, so it's totally different. There was no one doing that when I was coming up, you know, that was, that was, you would have been like a unicorn, you know, Josh Beckett was doing that, you know, very few other pitchers were doing that. Felix Hernandez was doing that. Maybe Zach Greinke for a short time was doing that, but, but, but not, not simply, not everyone, you know, and now everyone's coming out of the bullpen, 95 plus everyone starting is, you know, you, it's nothing to see every rotation have at least one guy sitting 97, 98, it seems like. So, you know, those expectations might need to be different uh, a, a little bit because of uh, the arm strength and the amount of explosive athletes we have now. Maybe you can't pitch like that anymore. So, you know, it's just uh, athletes are different now. They're better now than they ever have been. I don't think anyone's arguing that. Everyone's bigger, stronger, faster than ever. Um, maybe minus the steroid era where everyone was really, really big and strong. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a tough question because – uh, because athletes are different. But I will say I think the mindset changed a little bit. Expectations. I wish expectations for starting pitchers, and I think that will come a, a back around because I think once guys start realizing they aren't making as much money and 
Um, their careers aren't as long. I think they'll start pitching again. You know, I think they'll start not being so many throwers. I think there'll be more pitchers, but uh, time will tell. And Adam, to your I don't point, know. That's a really long answer no. to your question, and I don't know if I nailed it. But uh, you did. that was it, my attempt at it. And it's it's salient and it's strong, and especially because you mentioned front offices. To your point, when you were a rookie, forty-five guys in Major League Baseball threw two hundred innings last year. Eight guys through 200 innings. And that's not on the pitchers. That's on the people that are making the decisions as to how many innings guys are throwing. Well, it should have been nine, but I choked down the stretch last year. Andy. <laughs> true, true. You didn't choke. You uh, got hurt. I think I ended up with 191 innings or something, 192 innings, and that was only because I absolutely fell on my face in September, which was just embarrassing. But, um, yeah, I, and, and, but here's the, and here's the other thing I will say. Um, you know, the, the – the computers will tell you, you know, third time through a pitcher's, the on-base, the slug goes up, the on-base goes up, the batting average goes up, the power numbers go up. Um, fewer pitchers are allowed to go that way to really learn how to do that. So that's one reason that happens. Uh, two, it, you know, there's just, it's as hitters and the information that they have now, the, the more times they see you, the more that goes up. So there's a tricky balance here where, where the, the manager really wants your starting pitcher, of course, to go farther into games. Um, your front office, of course, wants you to go farther in the games, but they also want you to do it with, like only giving up no hits, so that that way you face the lineup only two times. It's really tough. There's a delicate balance there, you know. There, there's uh, there's this thing where, you know, afterwards after games you might hear like, oh, you know, just need our starting pitchers to go farther, but he was pulled out with 80 pitches, you know, like your starting pitcher can definitely go more than 80 pitches. Um, but there's these numbers that say that maybe he shouldn't. So it's a tough thing, man. It's not easy managing today's game with all this information and and uh, with bullpens the way they're they're managed. It's really tough, man. It's not an easy thing to be a manager and pitching coach nowadays. It's a lot of stuff. No, and we were, and we were talking about the young people too. You know, a good way to get those young players and get the interest of young people: a SpongeBob SquarePants theme night, right? SpongeBob SquarePants theme afternoon, twelve o'clock game. <laughs> twelve o'clock game, and then uh, and uh, on Wednesday in spring or today in Springfield, um, you know, you're about to have to hang up with y'all and and get after this thing. But uh, I'm excited to get back out there. There'll be a lot of kids out there. Hey, kids, heads up, man. Keep your eyes on the swivel. Keep your head on the swivel. Pay attention. Don't get hit in the face by. A line drive, you know. Hopefully I won't give up any line drives. Maybe soft bloopers, pal. Heads up for soft bloopers. Adam, do you love the fact when you watch SpongeBob SquarePants that they have NFL Films music? That to me is what there, – there's humor that we get as our, our uh, the adults of the kids, but our kids love it too. That is the genius of the show. Well, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know a whole lot about SpongeBob SquarePants. It's great. I never really got into that. Um, I never really got into that uh, as a kid or as an older kid, but um, – I will take your word for it. It's great stuff. You you got to check it out sometime. <laughs> Indeed, SpongeBob is uh is definitely the way to go. Hey, Adam, when you're looking at your at the team right now, what are a few things that you think could help be uh, help help the team be more consistent uh, in in picking up more wins? Well, you know, I loved my time with the WBC. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. That was one of the highlights of my baseball playing career. Everybody who said that, everybody who played in it said that. Uh, I talked to Tyler O'Neill about it yesterday. He said that. You know, and they didn't even go as far as as he wanted to but he said man just different right but all right think consider this for a second goldie arenado michaelis wainwright edmund newt bar uh and several others 
all pulled out, Tyler O'Neill, all pulled out. These are these are everyday players for the most part, uh, crucial to the central of your lineup and, and pitching staff, pulled out of the entire spring training um, to play. And, and I do think it's a thing, man. You know, I think it's a thing where – uh, it might take a little time to gel as, as a unit afterwards, uh, come together as a unit, get used to playing every day with with that group. And I, I think that's something to consider, not a total excuse, but something to consider. Um, also, uh, in talking with my wife last night, we're 7-10 we're and 10 right now. Not good, not anyone's goal, not anyone's dream of a season to start. But it feels like we've lost every game. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's very doom and gloom right now. We're three games under 500. You know, you have a good week. Let's say we win seven games in a row, which is definitely possible with this team, and we've seen us win 17 in a row, so don't tell me we can't win seven in a row. <laughs> uh, if we win seven games in a row, all of a sudden we're 14 and 10, or people are going, oh, okay, all right, now let's just, you know, let's just, all we need is this one thing or whatever. And instead of let's get a whole new pitching staff and let's get, you know, whole new coaching staff and all this, it's just this, uh, it's very tough to judge in two weeks of baseball. It just is, you know, and, and uh, what we need to do, we do need to come together as a unit more. We need to play, we need to play better baseball, which we are very capable of doing. We're going to do, we need to get the bigger hits. We need to continue to keep pitching better and better each time we go out there. We need to make the big pitches, and we need to make the big hits. And so far, we're getting people on base sometimes. We're just not getting the big hit to score them to get those runs in, especially we've struggled this year so far with runners on second, third, no-out situation, one-out situation, get that run home. These guys know that. Our coaches know that. You know, we know we're capable of doing a lot better than we have. Um, And we need to get better at making those big pitches in in big moments, And, and we will. So, I mean, that's what we need to do. It's as simple as that. Keep the, the simpler the bell, right? Like that stay and kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what we need to do. We need to make big pitches. We need to make big swings, good swings. And uh, we're going to be just fine. We have the personnel here to be a very good baseball team, win this division, and go deep into the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Adam Wainwright, so many great things happening with Big League Impact. I know I'm looking forward, as we are as a group, to June 11th over at Top Golf for Swinging for Impact. That was a great event that you had last year. And what else, what are some of the other things you're looking forward to with Big League Impact in 2023? Well, we've just got, uh, we've got a lot of really cool things right now. We're doing some serving opportunities around the league and different teams and going in different cities and helping out. We're doing some cool things there, but you know, really right now what we're just promoting this top golf event. I can't wait for this top golf event. Last year it was so fun. We filled it out. We had a, we had a full house. We raised tons and tons of money for those in need around St. Louis and other people. And so um, right now you can go to, uh, to big league org slash top golf STL and sign up um, to join in with the fun where we've already had some, some good sponsors join in. We need some more sponsors, though. Anybody out there, businesses listening, you know, we'd love for you to buy a bay and, and be a big sponsor for our group so we can go out and help more people. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got some, some top golf ahead. We've got some fantasy football ahead. We've got some other uh, events going on with, with different guys around the league, and you can check it all out at bigleagueimpact.com. And before we let you go, uh, last thing. You, you start today. Safe to assume that you will be pitching maybe next week in San Francisco for the Cardinals? Well, you never can tell. I, I think I have two rehab starts, Randy. Okay, okay. Um, I think I do. Uh, we'll see. You know, if I go out here today and punch out 15 guys, though, in five innings, 
uh, that might change. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I think they really want me to get to get really stretched out, be prepared to step in and, and be a quality pitcher for the rest of this uh, this this run we're going to try to make to the to the to the World Series. Okay, so hopefully we'll have a Wainwright Kershaw matchup in L.A. Then that'd be fun. You always like That'd that. Be fun. You always like that. I always love that. I love I love him uh, as a person and as a competitor, and I love competing against him. He's one of the best. Well, you know, you are too. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great start today, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. See you. Appreciate it.